What up, though? This is a cold intro. Episode four of No Bullshit Zone. Obviously, as have you uh, listeners are actually listening to it right now, I'm rocking by myself. Um, I did talk to Seti Pop, my co-host. Um, he's been MIA for a while, and uh, I tried to get a hold of him, which I did. Um, the brother's going through some personal stuff, so he can't be with us. So you know what that means. I'm rocking solo on that ass, as Uncle Snoop used to say. Um, so... Uh, we're going to talk about the aftermath of the Super Bowl, me birthing my, well, not me birthing, but me having my, uh, third kid. He's, uh, he was a six pound and 11 ounces, uh, 18 inches baby boy. I'm so proud of him. I'm so happy. I'm enjoying him right now. He's a newborn, but he's growing up so fast. Um, and the third I might make it systematic racism. How about that? You know what I mean? So we're going to rock it like that. Um, I'm going to have a track by Salah Houdin because I always um, support my OG. And hopefully for episode five and six and seven, I uh, may have some of my friends my army buddies you know uh, a couple of various guests just to help me through this uh solo time so it will be a lot more entertaining than y'all just listening to my i guess golden voice <laughs> anyways it's still a noble ocean zone um my name is kate wallen of course and um see you on the first topic but until then, here's Salah Houdin, or a.k.a. Northside Outlaw. Remember that, Northside Outlaw, a.k.a. Salah Houdin. All right, see y'all on the flip side. What up, what up, what up? Okay, I'm back. Um, First topic of no bullshit zone so i'm not gonna bullshit exactly how i felt when thursday january 25th at 10 o'clock we arrived at west houston women's center to have a scheduled cesarean i call it a c-section right cesarean that's the medical uh term there but um we got there i was a little nervous uh they um they left me into the weight room until they prepped uh my partner uh her name is aisha so we're just gonna call her aisha because that's her name um they prepped her uh i waited i came into the room um we had a little discussion she was nervous i was a little ner nervous for her because it's major operation then at the end of the operation we were gonna like get a baby together you know what i mean so um 
they op- they um uh the handlers talked to us and uh reassured us that everything was gonna be all right and all that and we sat there and we listened and we discussed some amongst ourselves between our fears our anxieties and our concerns you know and we asked questions right so we had 20 minutes until she had to go get her anesthesia they were getting prepped they were prepping her uh you know um incision side they were prepping her with the clothes and everything then guess what 10 minutes before it happened the doctor got sick and he called out on us so imagine our fear our anxieties our question uh luckily uh the doctor that actually worked right along the side of our doctor uh was scheduled to come and meet with with us and see if we wanted to do it today or if we weren't comfortable we'll have to wait for our our uh regular doctor so he met up with with us um my old la- lady was uh visibly upset and um you know of course i mean anybody will be upset if you're having major surgery and you have anxiety about you know um the establishment not really worrying about black mothers you know because there's a story online where serena williams had blood clots and they straight ignored her i mean serena williams i mean the greatest female athlete ever they still treated her like trash so imagine that anxiety the doctor switching up on us and having a whole brand new doctor that we haven't met throughout all this time come in and do the surgery so we discussed amongst ourselves and you know we couldn't really reschedule because that's the date that all the doctor chose throughout the screenings the visits the ultrasounds they chose january 25th which is two weeks before the due date you know because of her hypertension so anyways uh we agreed to it um she went into the labor room uh they uh waited for me i mean they left me behind i was supposed to wait for like 20 minutes before i came came in so uh once they were ready they called me in uh i came in and i was instantly overwhelmed like i literally was about to share a tear because it was just so overwhelming you know i'm i'm about to have a baby she's having major surgery it was a different doctor she was laying on the table like jesus was laying on the cross <laughs> and there was a lot going on that i didn't want to see because i'm not a medical guy i hate anatomy like it it's so gross to me so you know we waited we waited and um they started and she actually had to hold my hand and tell me that it was okay so she's laying down like jesus christ i came in was so overwhelmed was about to shed a tear uh couldn't look at her in her eye because i was about to break down you know what i mean it was just so much going on that day but she had the presence of mind even though high as shit i mean she was high 
as giraffe pussy. You know what I'm saying? She had the presence of mind to like tell me to look at her, hold my hand, and say, I'm okay. I'm okay. Everything's okay. I don't feel anything. They're moving my guts around, but I don't feel anything, you know? And um, I also met like the anesthesialist uh, nurse. His, his name was Jacques. He, he was from New, New Orleans. Uh, I didn't know ev everybody else. So I'm sitting there. We waiting about 15 minutes and I hear. <laughs> so at 12, 20, uh, six, six pounds, 11 houses, baby boy was born and they cleaned them off. I, I took a picture before they cleaned them off. Uh, they hand, hand them to me. Um, so I had them in my arms while I was holding Aisha's uh, hand um, while they were patching her up so she could see the baby. She was like, let me see the baby. I'm like, you're high. How you going to see the baby? You high as shit right now, bro. Come on, man. You know what I mean? So um, after a while, they got me out, out of there so I could do some skin to skin with the uh uh with the baby boy i was uh shirtless and i was doing some skin to skin and he started a rooting now if you don't know what rooting is is when the a baby turned his head to the side and trying to suck you know he's like giving the indication that he's hungry you know what i mean and i was like no 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 not me buddy boy i don't have no milk your mom does you'll have to wait for another five minutes before she comes so that day is very special even though i have that will be my third child that's that that was my first one at the operating table at the delivery room and everything because my first child i was in iraq when it happened my uh second child um you know uh, I wasn't there, of course, and um, I mean, not of course, but I wasn't there. And my third child, I was right there front and center. So it, it was very, very special to me. Um, I held I held that guy for, for the first time. He saw my face for the first time. Um, but right now it's like he just reached his two weeks on earth breathing. Uh, last Thursday so he's doing well he's thriving he's greedy he eats like a hog you know but I um, I see that he's gonna be a great guy because he's like really really strong like babies are very fragile and very strong at the same time you know what I mean be because you know you're stronger than them but you don't want to break their bones or whatever trying to uh, dress them but my boy is strong as shit like strong as shit so i'm proud, proud out of him and um you know i'm proud to be be a dad be, because at the end of the day we all need moms and dads for us human beings to thrive you know just like any other mammal or animal on this earth we we need both parents for direction love and secure and security so um that's it for the first topic um next topic i'll be talking about the super bowl so uh see you on the flip side <laughs>
topic two. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. The Super Bowl. That happened last Sunday. Okay. Um, before I start, let me just throw it out there. I am a diehard Redskins fan. I've been since 1994. Well, actually 96, really. Um, which makes it, what, 22 years? We went through a couple playoff games, no NFC championship games. Uh, so I just want to give you some context, right? Um, in our division, there are the Dallas Cowboys. Hate them. The New York Giants. Hate them. The Philadelphia Eagles hate them too because guess what? We have to beat them just to have a good enough record. Well, not not like a good enough record, but we have to beat them because they're in our division and we see them twice a year. Same as the Cowboys, same as the Giants. So I don't really like rock with with them. I'm not like a fan. Like I am a Redskins fan, true in and true out. If my team does not make the playoffs. I'm just watching it just for the love of the game, right? And for the culture. So, um, last uh, Sunday, uh, there was a Super Bowl. Of course, it was the um, Philadelphia Eagles versus the New England Patriots, right? And, again, I had no dog in that fight. And, to be honest, weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, I thought it was going to be whack. Like, oh, my God. You know, it's going to be so whack. Tom Brady, Patriots will probably win. And, you know, like, I was so down on that game. I was just really going to watch it for the commercials. <laughs> I was going to watch it for the commercials, man. Like, I really didn't care about it, right? So, it came on. I'm watching it. I'm watching it and I'm looking at the plays. I'm, I'm looking at how the climate of the game is going. I'm feeling the temperature and I'm like, yo, this is low key, like a good ass game. And to be honest, I was just tired of the Patriots just winning. You know what I mean? So I was low key rooting for the underdogs, the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Cause they never won the Super Bowl, so we we just trying to, you know, I'm I'm just uh, trying to make the game more in interesting by going for the underdogs and the underdogs who they were balling. My man Nick Foles, he was balling, not scared, not pretentious, not nervous. He actually played like a starting quarterback, which he was. He's he's pretty efficient, you know. Um, and the right system, but if you're a football fan or you've been following football for a long time or quite a while, now you see how shit of a coach that Jeff Fisher was. I mean, Jeff Fisher is shit, not to get on a tangent, but he's shit. It was a great game. I enjoyed it. I'm so happy for Eagles fan. I'm so happy for social media because we won. Because Eagles fans are the craziest fans ever as far as actions. Now, the uh, the most 
delusional fans are Dallas Cowboys fans because they think every year they're going to the Super Bowl and they haven't been to the Super Bowl since 95. Let's be honest. Let's be fucking honest, bro. They haven't been to the NFC Championship since 1995. Okay. So, um, social media one, the underdog one, I'm happy for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm happy for NFL fans because we just had a great game. And um, that's my thoughts on the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't have any more thoughts. And um, that's it for topic two. I'll see you on topic three. Peace. Topic motherfucking three, systemic racism. Now, I'm going to give you just a little intro, just a little piece of it, you know, just just to get y'all miles wet. Um, I'm going to expand on it with uh, in more episodes with more guests and more um, thoughts, you know, and uh, more combined, I, I guess, dialogue just to really crown so y'all can actually understand why this is the breakdown of society okay i'm gonna start okay since the beginning of time people have taken advantage of somebody ignorance somebody really not knowing what's going on and how things are operating now to their advantage hence comes you know, uh, um, scammers, shysters, you know, um, uh, bad people, people that take advantage of other people's, um, kindness, uh, and the highest level of this thing is slavery. Um, basically is free labor in psychological, um, trauma right and systemic racism was set in place but i think uh willie lynch and there's a story that i've read of that i've heard a long time ago that the elephant is the strongest biggest animal on this planet right but what you do is to control that elephant you put chains on them as he's young when he's young he's not able to break those chains so that stays that trauma stays in his mind as he grow older and stronger he can break out of it just blind brute strength he he can't break break out of those strength i mean those chains but that trauma that happened to him since he was young stops them from breaking the chains because he don't think he's strong enough and i think that's the mirror image of black people everywhere not just in america's everywhere even in africa all right and we really have to come together if we really want to combat this if we really want to be free quote unquote free what cause is our own goals we we literally have to sacrifice for each other 
we have to sac- sac- sacrifice our personal goals. We have to sacrifice a lot just to come together be- because this is a greater cause. This is for our kids. Like shit ain't going to happen today or tomorrow or 10 years from now. This is generational. We're setting up a platform for our kids 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 and so on and so forth so this is not hey i'm gonna get together with this guy and these group of men and we're gonna combat systemic racism and it's gonna be over now no it's not there's it's been four like just speaking on the americas it's been 400 years of this system weighing down 20 years ain't gonna help a hundred years ain't gonna help is it it will literally take a hundred and a hundred and fifty years more just to break that system down to it to where we're out here thriving and surviving and don't have to think about quote unquote the white man is against me you know what i mean so that's my little soliloquy about, about it um like i said we're gonna uh touch upon it later on with more guests and more voices and more minds um but until then i have to sign off this is a noble ocean zone it's another smacker it's another great episode i'm trying to be more consistent with y'all right so the next episode will be next week all right uh i'm kate wallen this is a no bullshit zone and see y'all next time Well, thank y'all for kicking it with me today by myself. I know that I'm not the most entertaining guy, but I do try to um, to uh, get it together, bring y'all some top topics that y'all might be um, it, interested in and the topics that I'm interested in to talk about, you know what I mean? So, um, thank y'all for, uh, rocking with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, every listener from, from the one to the hundredth or the 10th, I really, really from the bottom of my heart appreciate y'all because this is what I really wanted to do for a long time. And thanks to this app, I'm able to, and I just really appreciate my supporters. You know, I don't I don't even call them fans. I call them supporters. E- even if I have quote unquote fans, y'all are still supporters. All right. Um, just subscribe to my channel. I will have the next episode up by um, maybe next Wednesday. Um, please don't like hold my feet to the fire on that because shit happens. I just got a brand new baby boy. If you haven't heard the episode. So we might have to you know, postpone, but I would try my hardest just to be consistent with you guys. Um, with, with that being said, you can always follow me on Instagram. I won't give up my Facebook because that's not really where everybody goes. Everybody goes to the motherfucking Instagram. So I'm going to give y'all my Instagram. Follow me at K A P underscore W I L D N underscore. That's Cape underscore Wallen underscore, right? It is K-A-P underscore W-I-L-D-N. 
underscore. Until then, man, I appreciate y'all. I see y'all next week. Be safe, though. And shout out to my boy, Tax Stone, man. And I, I know he's in jail right now and he's in good spirits, but I really, the culture really, really do miss, the, miss that brother. You know what I'm saying? So um, if you follow him on social media, which I do, it is Tax Stone at Instagram. And I think he has his information. I might have to go ahead and write him um, maybe um, next week. So he will know how he's missed in my everyday culture. And I think he's he's missing an overall culture. That's a great voice that, that we lost. Um, RIP to Reggio Say, Combat Jack. Um, shout out to the Brilliant Idiots, uh, iHeart Miko podcast, uh, Flagrant 2 podcast, and um, Drink Champs. Those are the podcasts I really listen to. I, I really get some jewels from, from them. And the one thing that I learned from them is be consistent, be yourself, and don't be afraid to try it. Until then, I don't believe something with y'all be consistent be yourself always try you miss a hundred percent of shots that you don't take so pull up by the pull up by the half court line just like steph curry and take your shot fuck it it might go in it might not you know what i mean but you try you feel me so you need some as as some perspective go ahead and pull up bruh Until then, man, I see y'all next week. Peace.